Ron didn't do any of the work for me. I did the work. And that's what mentoring as a mentee is. You have to do the work because if you're not doing the work, you're also still not going to get any of the results that you want. And it is through our programs and our mentoring and our conversations that continuously build up on each other. And if you're not, you know, if you're not putting down the foundations and then you're doing the structure, if you're not building with it, how do you expect to have a finished product? You don't. So the best thing that a mentee can do is take what the mentor says and run with it. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors and Wrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. This episode really reminded me of the situation that we encountered whilst in Bristol a couple of weeks back. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, 1000%. So guys, listeners, right? We go out, we meet these two girls and lovely ladies, and we're talking about the impact of coaches and mentors. Um, and they haven't got a, cl- a clue, right? They, they didn't even have an, an understanding no of what it was. Yeah. No concept of mentors um, or coaches. We had to educate them. We had to, you know, direct them to some resources. And that's all we stand for. That's all we do. We enjoy doing it. But it's just amazing how some people just hasn't grasped that concept yet, right? Exactly. Exactly. But guess what? You know what? It's never too late. And even for our listeners out there, if you don't know what coaches and mentors are, here is an episode for you where we break it down um, with no one other than Eleanor Moshe. That's right. Stay tuned. Hi guys and welcome to our podcast today, Coaches and Mentors. Yep. Unwrapped. <laughs> today we have Eleanor Moshe with us. Um, I'm so excited. Um, without further ado, let me just go in and introduce her today on today's show. So Eleanor Moshe is an ambitious and driven leader and dedicated mentor in the construction industry. Her passion to guide, inspire and direct future leaders and industry professionals to construct their career led to her founding the successful platform, The Construction Coach. Eleanor is also the host of a successful podcast, Constructing You. As a number one best-selling author, Eleanor's book, Constructing Your Career, is one of, a, one of its kind. For people who want inspirational, practical action and unconventional career intelligence to construct their career. Eleanor has been featured in Yahoo Finance, Australian National Construction Review, Property Council of Australia's Top 500 in Women Property Programme 2019, Top 100 in Construction, and is frequently a speaker, guest lecturer, and a panellist. She holds a Master of Construction Management and Bachelor of Environments from from the University of Melbourne. Thank you very much for joining us today, Eleanor. It's a pleasure to... It's a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. I like being on the other side of the microphone too sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um j- yeah just to add to Rosalind's um warm introduction it's a pleasure to have you 
we, we, we really are honored to have you because we it know is. that the time you're invested into this, you're all the way on the other side. It's, it's probably 9, 10 p.m. your time. So <laughs> thank you so much for the time you're investing. So, Ros, do you want to yeah, kick it off? Yeah, without further ado, let's kick it off. Um, so for me, you know, reading, uh, reading um, about you, Eleanor, I wanted to find out, you know, how do you um, coach a mentor? It's first of all such a pleasure and a privilege to be considered a mentor and to be able mm. to create this kind of transformation that you can in people's careers and lives. Honestly, I think when you come across the right people in your mentoring journey and your mentoring story, they just are able to find this place between your heart and your mind and they stay with you forever. And that's why mentoring is not something that I take lightly. It is a deep consideration. And when I am engaging a client or working with a client, I'm all there. I'm present. And it's my mm. duty to ensure that I demand high standards and high expectations from my clients because yeah. who's going to impose high standards of performance onto you? Absolutely no one. You're working with a mentor so you can lift your game, so you can see what it's like on the other side. So that's one of the first things that I work that is important when clients work with me. But the first part of any of my mentoring programs is first of all, the internal construction, and that is your own mindset. Because where a lot of programs and where a lot of coaching and mentoring, not interchangeable words, but for the, for now we'll, we'll use them, people just delve straight into the tactical. And if you don't actually upgrade someone's operating system, if you don't upgrade their philosophy, if you don't upgrade their belief system, anything that you thereafter teach them, it's not going to click. So a lot of my mentoring is... First of all, about you, about who you are. It is your mindset. It is not just about your skill set. And then, of course, you move into the skill set because these high-performance skills and high-income skills that you are teaching someone, well, now you're teaching it to the person who has become the person who can actually use this. And that's why my mentoring is really holistic and different from that perspective because Again, anyone can teach someone the tactical things, but the transformation comes, first of all, from the inside out. And in terms of my actual mentoring, I do programs. So there are either masterminds or I have one-on-one -on -one positions. And then, of course, mentoring also comes in the form of a podcast, such as you're, what you're doing, yeah. and, and a book and content that you put out. I love that. I love that. It's, I'm glad that you touched on the whole um, style of your coaching. That's one of my questions I was basically going to ask. So I'm glad that you've touched on that. Um, and also for our young listeners today, um, that because I, I my background is, in, is working with young individuals from disadvantaged backgrounds. And what I come across a lot is young individuals that want to go into the whole construction world. Um, or they want to, you know, they, they're just starting off, you know, they want to go into the big world of work but they're not, sure, they're not sure as to what directions to basically take. And my question to you today is how would you, how would you suppose it's best to engage with young individuals that want to go into the construction? First of all, I would ask them, why do you want to work in construction? Because even in construction management, not even trade, it's not sexy. It's not property. It's not mm. wealth. It's not slick corporate it's none of those things. It's long hours. Mm -hmm. It is high risk work. <laughs> it's 
huge amounts of responsibility. And of course, that's all fine if that is what you want. And where people enter into the construction industry is purely for the money. They chase the money because, yes, you can earn really well, really quickly because it is a marketplace that pays above average. (laughs) But if you enter it for the money, you're going to burn out. You're not going to want to be there at 7 o'clock when a concrete pour is still happening. I mean, there is no amount of money that can make one of my site managers be there at midnight and come back in the, the next day at 6 a.m. So, you know, of course, this is a, an extreme end of the industry. You know, not every company has massive hours, but there are different yes, considerations yeah. of the industry. And that's why at the start of my book, I paint a very real picture of what working in construction looks like. So the first part I would say, well, you know, why do you actually want this? And then I would say, well, okay, that's the negative side, but these are the positives. And working in construction is one of those very unique type of industries where 20 years from now you can drive by and you can still see your work and you will be able to remember how difficult it was installing a piece of glazing or how difficult it was to erect the structure. Whatever it is, you can drive by your work and it is such an integral part of our built environment, of our cities. It becomes the place. We're placemakers. It becomes a place where people Mm. carry out their lives, whether it's home, whether it's the office, whether it's work or hospital, civic education, whatever it is, we create the fabric in which people operate their lives in. And not many other professions do you get this automatic chance to leave a legacy and You know, that's one of the reasons why people really love the industry, other than, of course, at the end of the day, you really see what you've done because it's standing right there in front of you. Yeah, that's amazing, right? I mean, when you were talking, what was going through my mind is purpose, purpose, purpose. But I know today's topic is not about purpose. (laughs) But when you ask the question, the why, it's so important because I I was talking to um, a gentleman a while ago and we're just having a chat and he is into construction. He wasn't making a, a significant amount of money from construction. But for him, what drove him was the fact that his generations to come would be able to witness. I think he was in road, road construction, so like painting mm-hmm. roads and stuff. So when he drives by, he's able to see this was my this was my handiwork. And also his kids and you know whoever comes after them is able to see this is this is what my dad did or my granddad mm-hmm. did. So the why for him o- over overshadowed the the financial benefits for him so when you were talking it really drew me back to that conversation i had with that gentleman uh, a while ago but i i totally agree the why is important i think in everything that we do the the why is but even more so sounds like construction the construction industry uh the, the why is important i i also wanted to kind of touch on um a couple of things that 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 you mentioned so if i if i take it back a step um, and look at myself as a potential mentee, right? So I, I'm, you know, my background is the corporate industry and I work with a lot of kind of young professionals that are just coming into into, into the line of work. And what, what would you say, you know, somebody that's 21 years or 18 or 22 are the process that they need to take or the practical steps they need to take to find a mentor? 
That's a fantastic question. Before you finished yeah. the, yeah, it yeah. is. But before you finished it, there was a thought that came to mind. So, what someone in their early twenties needs to know about their career, and I'll I will answer the mentoring aspect. Yeah. First of all, it's having a level Amazing. of consciousness that ninety percent of your career outcomes are in your control. People think that they are victims to their career. You control your career. You are in the driver's seat. And you only relinquish that power when you give too much agency to mentors or organizations or other people over your career. And that is very detrimental. And that is also very complacent. So from the outset, it's, and this is the outlook that I've always had is that I'm in charge here. My career is my business. I'm the CEO. I'm not going to give that privilege away to anyone, but in order for me to actually be the best CEO of my career, I have to be mentored because we're not born with this innate ability of this is how we have a high performance, high income, high recognition career. No, careers are average. 70 to 80% of people in the world have average careers. They just go in, they clock in, clock out, they wait for a performance review once a year to get a 2 to 5% increase and that's about it. (laughs) That's not a great career. Which is still not Less than the exactly. inflation rate, right? Sometimes, exactly. but anyway, that, that's for another day. <laughs> that's another podcast. So, in order to make myself the best <laughs> CEO of my career, you bet I'm going to find a mentor. And, you know, I've had mentors in the past that have been consequential, i.e., through the organization that you work with, you you click with someone within them, uh, within that organization, and that person takes you under their wing. And I think that's great to start off with because there's a lot that you don't know about what you don't know. And that process is really about the awakening. But there are certain mentors that can only take you so far. And at that point in time, you really need to check in and say, what do I want? What am I actually trying to achieve out of my career because when you have that clarity of vision and saying look I want to be an exemplary leader or I want to be the best damn concreter that you've ever seen whatever it is that you want you have to have that strong vision in your mind because that's when the universe brings people and opportunities around you in order to make that happen and that's exactly what happened to me I met my mentor through divine intervention but of course there's many people probably rolling their eyes and saying, well, I'm not waiting around. Then you reach into your networks, but you have to reach into your networks with a strategy saying, I'm looking for the best money mentor. I'm looking for the best leadership coach. I'm looking for the best of the best, because why would you want to work with anyone who's not the best? And then you actually start screening people. There are many people who will pre-qualify themselves to be mentors, to be a coach, But how I assess mentoring is, well, would I swap places with this person? Because if I'm not going to swap places with them, that means I don't want their results. And if I don't want their results, why would I need their advice? So we have to look at mentoring as the vehicle which will get you to where you want to go faster. But in order to do that, A, we need to know where we want to go. And B... Well, who is the best person to actually get me there? And it does involve, you know, getting on calls and identifying what's out there. But you might just come across that one person that speaks to you. And it's, you know, it's like, that's it. That's my mentor. That's who 
I need. That, that's excellent. Um, Love that. I, I like the quote. Uh, I, might, I might probably just you know paraphrase this incorrectly, but you said men, the mentor is a vehicle that will take you to your destination. Yeah, that's that, what's that right for me. I as love well. that. Yeah. I love that. And the, the other thing you mentioned uh, in terms of you know summary, you know you have to have your concrete your, a concrete vision, right? So this is talking to all our listeners, whether you're you're a mentor or a mentee, because we all have mentors and or mentees have mentors. You've got to look within your network. And you've got to screen. It's important that you screen. And I think through the screening, one thing you said which resonated with me is having that mindset of starting with the end in mind, right? Looking at where is it that you want to end up in terms of, you know, the next 10, whatever your short-term or your long-term goals are. And would this person or this individual that you think could be a mentor, you know, do you see them having been there or do you see them taking you there? That 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 is very informative. Um, and and thank you for sharing that. Um I wanted to take it back a step. I, I didn't want us to miss that opportunity. So you, one of the key points you mentioned was mindset. Now, I know today it's not about mindset, but as a, a mentee, the way you, you help them along the journey is first you address the, the mindset, uh, which is the, about them, and then you move on to the skill set. Can you just give us a, sort of a, a whistle-stop view of what you mean by kind of the, the mindset and, and, and how you help them, you know, kind of improve that area before you move on to the I'll talk from my experience. So when I started working with my mentor, I was the least capable person of seeing what I'm capable of. We are our own worst people to hold up a mirror and say, this is what we're capable of. And it took my larger-than-life mentor, Ron Malhotra, to hold up a mirror and say, this is who you are, this is what you can do. And this is all the head trash and that you've been carrying around this is what's been holding you back so we worked long and hard about readjusting my mindset and really breaking down convention because you know we are conditioned to some extent by society we are influenced by our environment and if that's not actually again getting you to where you want to go well we need to actually reframe and reprogram because Obviously, in order to mentor someone else, you need to do that from a higher plane and a higher echelon. You can't mentor someone from the same plane. It's not going to get them further to where they want to go. So I really had to, you know, work on myself, how I saw myself, how, how others perceive me and really understand also how powerful our mind is because... (laughs) we don't actually fully understand the capability of this amazing supercomputer that sits between our shoulders and it will literally do anything that you want it to do. And that was really part of the level of consciousness and awakening that was in, in my mentoring experience. And that's also what I'm also really passionate about showing other people as to what they can do because there are no limits. You can do whatever it is that you want, as long as you set your mind to it. And it really is an affliction in the construction industry. I don't know if it's the same overseas, but when people come up through the academic system, they're only shown one pathway. You start as a project coordinator and you end up as a project manager and end of story. (laughs) And that has to be the most limiting view that you could possibly have. I mean, it doesn't actually tell people about the person that you need to become. It doesn't show them a new realm of possibility. So part of the mindset work is also saying, hey, 
anything is possible. You do not have to fit into this box in order to have a career in construction. So it's really a multidimensional outlook on the mindset piece. There's a lot of things that are associated with it, but they are some of the most essential constructs. No, that's excellent. Thank you. I I think the mindset is probably a topic that will probably perhaps get you back on another time. Yeah. My pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. The time wouldn't do it, you know, wouldn't be enough for us to, to explore the mindset. And it's something that I really love. I mean, I read a book by, you know, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lapin, um, very, very good writer. And he talks about the fact that when you're a child, you know, going through, you know, the stages, we all have parents that look after us, right. And guides us and mentor us. But it gets to a point where we, get, we kind of just get left in our own domain to go and fend for ourselves. And that could be the age of 15 or 17 or 18. What happens after that, right? You've still got to find somebody to mentor you. So if you don't have a mentor and your parents aren't around, then you just lose because we're so accustomed to being led by our parents that you lose that that um, that mentoring or that coaching uh, element of your life. And by the time you're 21... If you can't find anybody to guide you, then I'm sorry, you know, you, you can go down the wrong path. So, yeah, I mean, we, we can go on and on about that subject, um, but I think mentoring is key. Okay. Let, let, so th- thank you for that, by the way, on, on that mindset piece. Let, yeah. let me bring it back to, so, you know, so, so some good and, and not so good things which mentees uh, and, and, and mentors should do or shouldn't do. The question I have is, so, you know, I've come to you, you you've kind of, you know, polished me up in terms of my mindset. You, you, I've, I've, I've been very concrete in terms of my vision and I've, you've kind of honed in on my skill set, you know, what, what you think I should add to, to, my, to my arsenal. My next question would be, what does good mentees do, right? If you're mentoring me or any of our listeners, what are the expectations that you put upon You do exactly what your mentor says. <laughs> and what exactly <laughs> what your mentor does. Again, I'll just give an example from my experience. So, I am at the tail end of my thought leadership mentoring program with Ron Malhotra. And uh, he gave me tools, very, very good tools. And I used them really, really well. And that's why I achieved massive results in a very short amount of time. And that's why I'm now working with Ron as a thought leadership mentor for other people as well. Ron didn't do any of the work for me. I did the work. And that's what mentoring as a mentee is you have to do the work because if you're not doing the work you're also still not going to get any of the results that you want and it is through our programs and our mentoring and our conversations that continuously build up on each other and if you're not you know if you're not putting down the foundations and then you're doing the structure if you're not building with it how do you expect to have a finished product you don't so the best thing that a mentee can do is Take what the mentor says and run with it. Now, of course, before you do that, you actually have to have vetted the mentor because there is more than enough mentors, there's more than enough coaches that will give you very bad advice. And then you go apply it and then (laughs) it all falls apart. So you do have to do a lot of due diligence as to what this mentor has achieved and what this mentor has been able to do for other people. Because, again, there's all too many people out there who make false promises and the change that they promise isn't actually lasting. So it is important as a mentee to be very engaged, very diligent, very consistent, and also not to expect results overnight. I mean, the results that I see, A, they happen, you know, they compound. I mean, 
compounding is one of the most beautiful principles of <laughs> of the modern age and it's been around forever but you don't get results immediately and that's where a lot of mentees get frustrated is uh, well you promised me this and it's been a month and I haven't seen anything well you know it takes longer it takes time and people quit too soon they quit too soon on themselves they quit too soon on a mentor of course this is in the context of the right mentor and the right mentee this is obviously not applicable when it's not the right fit um and as you as you guys heard it first you know it's about doing the screening going back to what Eleanor was saying doing the screening first before you know picking out which mentor is actually right for you because as you mentioned there's enough you know there is enough to go there's enough good (laughs) and there's enough bad mentors out there um so there's enough for you to find out which one fits you best um and yeah I mean just apply the work and you'll get the you'll get the results you'll get the success out of it um and I love that love that yeah I mean there's there's so many poignant things which which you've just shared with us and as I'm sitting here and as I'm listening, I'm just trying to kind of fuse it all together because, you know, we, we could sit here for a couple of hours and, and, and you can give us all these nuggets. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, I'm a listener and our listeners are thinking, OK, so what can I walk away with? And, and, and hopefully before we, we wrap up, you know, you'll be able to give us one or two practical tools, tools, whether it be books or whether it be resources uh, for our listeners to, to start actually leveraging these tools or these processes. I have a final question. Uh, for, for, for you and it, it evolves around kind of the, the measurement right I'm, I'm somebody who loves to be able to you know measure progress so okay I started I'm here but you know from an expectation level within six months within a year I want to be able to track myself how do you and, and again you know patient patience is the virtue and you made a very good point there right you don't expect to get see results within a month or a mm-hmm. couple of months it depends on what you're after and you've got to be patient and you've got to stick in the process and you've got to, you know, expect to, to, to get some results, you know, if you put in the work. But I guess what I want to know is as a mentor, you know, when you're mentoring your mentees, how do you track their progress and how can they track their progress? Are there any tools out there? Are there any uh, formulas or processes just so that, you know, somebody can implement it and, 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 and not give up and know that actually what I'm doing is, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some results. And at some point, I'm going to see see fruits of my labor as well. There is, of course, when you undertake a mentoring engagement, a lot of emotional, intangible outcomes that you know how you perceive yourself, your mindset, how how you yeah, your confidence level, and that is something that you can really notice in mentees when it comes to their language and how they're speaking. A lot of my mentees, when they before they start off with me they speak in terms of limitations and I can't or they speak out of a place of fear. But then throughout the journey, you start seeing them speaking with conviction and confidence and belief. So you have that intangible aspect, but then you also have, you know, depending on the nature of the mentoring, if it's business, if it's career, there are of course financial outcomes. So you might say, look, I'm investing $20,000 in this mentoring program at what point in time am I going to 10x my return and how long is it going to get there? So you also can measure through your financial outcomes. It might be a 35% increase in your pay, for example, or better business, whatever it is. But a very practical way of doing it is before you start your mentoring journey, rank all the arenas in your life 
So you have your career, your business, your relationships, your health, your wealth, whatever is important to you, your spirituality, and give yourself a score out of 10. I think I'm a two out of 10 in this arena. And then revisit that sheet every month. If you've gained a point, then you're growing. If you have stayed the same, well, why is that? Is it you? Is it the mentor? Are you not doing the homework? Are you not understanding? Are you not doing enough? And then you consistently rank yourself and you will see, hey, I'm getting to be a 10 out of 10. So that's one of the most simplest tools that you can use to actually measure your progress. That's excellent. So I think it kind of goes back to something which our listeners might have probably heard it in previous podcasts, you know, inch by inch, you know, you, you form a stitch and yard by yard it becomes hard, right? It's such a, <laughs> a relevant statement with what you just said. If you daily improvement, 1% daily improvements would make you 37 times better in a year. And I think th- this really goes to show that, you know, making that conscious effort of intentionally knowing where you are, that whole self-reflection you talked about. Yeah. And, you know, not giving up, right? There, there are days where you probably had bad days, but it's it's that accumulative progression that eventually will mount, you know, amount up to become that, that resource or that, that success that you're expecting. Yeah, and I also think that, you know, writing down sometimes makes it plain. So, you know, writing down even the, you know, assessing basically where you're at and, and working backwards and seeing, okay, how could you implement that daily also helps rather than actually having it in your mindset because, it can just get so clouded and, you know, <laughs> you know you're distracted by something else. So that's very key. Totally. So I think for, for me, I have a ton of questions, but, but, but I do hope we can get Eleanor, Eleanor back on, you know, at some point to perhaps talk about mindset. It's, it's a topic which, you know, for, for me, I'd love to be able to spend a good uh, whole episode talking about that. Yeah. Ross, anything from you in terms of, other questions that that's kind of lingering in your mind or some some of your potential mentees or some of our listeners? No, I mean, I've got lots of questions, but we can, like you <laughs> said, we could be here all day. <laughs> but I think Eleanor has covered the majority of um, the questions today. Okay, so so, so I guess in, in wrapping up, Eleanor, what would you say, because one of the things you talked about is making sure that the, uh, the listeners or every mentee screens, you know, the potential mentors, are you able to share some of the tools? I mean, for me, I recommend, you know, obviously LinkedIn, if you're a business professional, even if you're not a business professional, a ton of, you know, knowledge and, and, and information is, is, is on that platform. What, where else would you suggest that our listeners would be able to find useful information to help them in their Two research? Things. One, I would love listeners to go make a list of everything they want to be. Who do you look like? What do you do 10 years from now? And then you go out to the market and you find that person because that person, that future version of you, obviously not you, you, but a person who has the results and achievements that you want, that's what you go out to the market and look for because you get what you focus on. And when you focus on what you want, well, isn't that what you wanted in the first place? And the second part is books. Books are an amazing way to access the extraordinary minds of other people. It's, I got to where I am before I even had mentors simply by reading. You start picking up the classics, think and grow rich, how to win friends and influence people. There's just so many books out there. So start down the rabbit hole of reading all these amazing self-development and professional development books because they will start opening your mind to a whole new realm of possibility. 
that that's i mean two of the books that i love are some of the ones you mentioned so um sounds like yet yeah, you know mm-hmm. we're, we're on the same page there and also let's not forget no, oh, yes, that you wrote, right? Exactly, constructing your career. <laughs> exactly, where could we purchase this? Book? Not sure, but I didn't want to put it up there with the, <laughs> the most recognized book in history, Think and Grow Rich. But of course, for career intelligence, that will continue to serve you, to be your mentor, yeah. to be your friend, to be your guide. My book is available as a Kindle for all overseas listeners, so on Amazon, and also on Booktopia for any local listeners. Awesome. Thank you. Guys, you heard yes. it. Go and get the book. <laughs> Amazing. So, look, we're, we're, we're going to thank you once again for, you know, for your time. How do our listeners get in contact with you? Because I know you have a community, uh, I believe, on Facebook. But, you know, in terms of your socials and, and connecting with you, we'll share all your details on our show notes. But, obviously, I'd love for you to tell our listeners what, how they can connect with you. They're more than welcome to connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Mashe underscore. And of course, on LinkedIn, Eleanor Mosher. And for everything else mentoring, go to eleanormosher.com. Awesome. It's a pleasure having you today, Eleanor Mosher. Um, and we wish you such best success. We know you're going to be soaring so high um, in all your endeavors. Um, and thank you for being thank on our much. show today on Coaches and Mentors on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Eleanor. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.